at law school, corporate clerkship recruitment is considered to be especially demanding. Some of the dedicated lawyers who have survived this vicious process are part of an elite squad known as Allens. These are their stories. This episode of Allens Confidential is produced on the lands of the Gadigal, Camaragal and Wurundjeri peoples. We recognise the traditional owners' continuing connection to lands, waters and culture and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples joining us today. Well, good morning from a rainy morning in lockdown. I have had my second dose of vaccine flooding through my veins and I'm here as always with my right-hand man, Will Bertolo. Today, we are joined by some cracking guests to talk all things clerkship season. We have co-staff partner, Rosanna Healy and associate Erin Maloney, both from our competition practice in Melbourne. Welcome both. Thanks, everyone. Usually we ask our guests what podcasts they're listening to at the moment, but at this point in lockdown, we're open to anything and everything that you're using to get by. So Erin, if I start with you, have you got any hobbies, uh, recipes, media that you're consuming uh, just to remain stable at this point? Uh, The only thing that I'm remaining stable with is my morning coffee run and walk at the moment, which is um, (laughs) become a really big part of my lockdown routine. Um, And uh, I got very upset on the weekend when the thought of that being taken away for those of us in Melbourne was being floated on Saturday. So very, very happy that that's continued this week. It's crucial. That would be a sadistic uh, new low for everyone. I'm, I'm glad they, they retained that freedom. How about you, Rosanna? What are you up to at the moment to keep you going and, and the kids and everyone else in your house? Oh, look, I've got little children, so lockdown actually doesn't feel that different to um, uh, n- normal life, sadly. But um, we do like going for walks around that, the, the neighbourhood, although I am actually very pregnant, so now it's waddling around um, the neighbourhood and not going that far. That's good to hear. I'm glad the, the restrictions aren't impeding you too much at this late stage. So today we're going to be talking all about the different stages of the clerkship season, starting off with, I suppose, the point following an application. How do interviews work? And I suppose the first question I have We know that interviews come after the application. They can be a scary process for students. And we want to start by explaining what they're all about. Erin, can you give us a rundown of what the interview process typically looks like and what your experience was? Yeah, sure. So the interview process is slightly different depending on which office you are in in Australia. So there's two rounds in Sydney of interviews and there's only one everywhere else in Australia. And typically in the interview process, you get interviewed by two people from the firm. So it will often like always be at least sort of one partner And then the other interviewer might be another partner or another senior lawyer from within the firm, or it might even be HR. So for my own experience, being interviewed in Melbourne, I I had two partners interviewing me from two different teams, and it was a really resume-driven experience. So, you know, I I was asked about a a whole host of things (laughs) on my resume, some of which had nothing to do with corporate law, like my time working as a bartender while I was at uni. It was very conversational. It was really mainly speaking about my own experiences in the lead up to that point. I do remember being asked why I was interested in corporate law and why I'd chosen to apply to Allen's. So that was probably the closest to some of the trickier questions, but I I certainly wasn't expected to answer any legal questions or, 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 you know, come across as some sort of corporate law expert at that point. You know, it's funny, even though all of those things are reassuring and you're exactly right, you, you, you're you not expected to be an expert. For some reason, I still get 
like we all get kind of clammy palms and and that that intense anxiety going into this thing when really it is just meant to be a conversation where you're learning things and and so is the other side so your interviewers will were you nervous with your interview yeah i was very nervous alan's is my first ever uh kind of like corporate interview like my interviews for other jobs have been like you go to like the information desk at BW and you chat to the person there for 10 minutes about <laughs> what, what you're going to be doing. Or, you know, like I, I worked at the student union at uni and I just kind of had a coffee with the person who I was going to be working for. So it was very, very different and really scary. Um, and the Allen's office in Sydney um, on level 28, I remember getting the lift up and I was so nervous. I'd like rehearsed what I was going to say to the receptionist. Like I, I was, I, I, that's just kind of my, my disposition. But nerves are really normal. You know, it is a new experience. It, it can be kind of scary. And as much as I tell everyone at home, don't be nervous. Like, you might be a little nervous and that's fine. And I think, I mean, Rosanna, I'm sure you can speak to this a bit later on, but I know that the people on the other side of the desk know you will be nervous and it's very, very normal. So um, I think just remind yourself that you, if you've received an interview offer at a firm like Allen's, then they want to see you and you are qualified to be there. And from that point, it's just trying to present your strengths in the best way. So I think you should be really reassured by that and try as much as possible to know that everyone is really in the same boat. My violin teacher as a child used to say to me, nerves are the respect we pay our audience. And I think it goes the same for interviews. If you're a bit nervous coming in, it just shows the interviewer um, that you're really taking it seriously and it's very normal to be nervous at the beginning and settle into the interview. Yeah, that's a that's a really great uh, saying. I, I always think about that and the biggest part about channeling those nerves can also be the thing that makes your performance in an interview or, or in any other aspect of your life. So it's a good one to remember that it is, it's a level of respect that you're showing the person on the other side of that desk that you really you really care about this. Now, especially at the moment, it's it's pretty understandable to be worried. We know that students are preparing for interviews in an unusual time and there are lots of states doing virtual interviews like last year. Rosanna, we'd love to get your perspective as an interviewer. How do you take into account the disruption with COVID over the last two years and the fact that interviews are online and that, that may impact students in a range of ways as we know it may mean that they haven't had the same opportunities to get face-to-face -face internships or work experience or you know extracurriculars at uni is this something that you guys are aware of yeah absolutely we're um, very conscious of the, the um, COVID dynamic I mean COVID is hopefully once in a lifetime disruption for, for all of us um, and it's very strange, but, you know, the, I think the thing to remember is everybody's in the same boat. Um, and, look, we did our interviews for Clark's last year um, online. We did our um, interviews for internal promotions online. So we're really used to doing online interviews now. We know, we know how to do them well. And in terms of um, how it's affected, you know, potential candidates in terms of the work experience they've been able to do or... Um, the volunteering they've been able to do, we're really conscious of that. Um, you know, the opportunities that graduates have had over the last 18 months are different to the opportunities that, um, you know, students might have had in 2017 or 2018. So we, we get all of that. And in the end, we're looking for bright people, people who are personable, people we'd like to work with. 
And we can recognise those qualities in the experiences that you've been able to um, have over the last couple of years, even if they're different to what um, students were able to experience a few years ago. Yeah, I think it's really reassuring to hear that and I think that sometimes when you're preparing, it's like, how am I going to explain this gap on my CV? Or, you know, how am I going to like act in an online interview? Like, is it going to be awkward? And I think it's really good to know that Alan's has kind of set up these procedures and is pretty well versed with it now. Um, sadly, nearing in two years on the pandemic, but hopefully for not too much longer. So I'd like to talk a bit more about the nitty gritty of the interview itself. So Erin, you've done it a bit more recently. In in your experience, when you came to an interview at Allen's, you were interviewing the Melbourne office. What did you speak about most in the interviews? And for any students at home, would you have any pointers on what to prepare for or what to look for in those questions? Yeah, sure. Um, so as I mentioned, my um, interview was very resume driven. So I just got lots of questions about various experiences I'd had um, whilst university and, and to be honest, sometimes earlier, which maybe I should have left off the resume. Um, <laughs> so I got asked about the sorts of work I'd done whilst I was at uni. And so for me, a lot of that was actually just working as a bartender um, and the sorts of interactions I'd had with customers in that role and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, I mentioned I also got asked about, obviously, why I'd chosen to apply to Allen's and why I wanted a career in uh, corporate law. And I don't think that those need necessarily needed to be really tricky questions. I think, you know, I, I sort of expressed my, um, the most genuine answer I could, which was really just that I'd heard really good things about it from my friends. Um, I really enjoyed studying a lot of corporate law subjects while I was at uni. Um, and, you know, no sort of tricky answer for those sorts of things. Um, in terms of preparing, the way I went about it, and I, and I know a lot of my friends, it was very much the same. It was just really trying to understand as much about the firm as you possibly can in the lead up to the interview. And that's from using all resources that are available to you. So that might be, um, you know, friends that have worked at the firm or, or clerked at the firm. It could be just, you know, the firm's website, this podcast, um, but also your interview buddy is a really good resource and, and I think that's something that we can probably touch on a bit later on. Um, so in terms of things that you might want to know about the firm sort of in the lead up to the interview, um, you know, it's always good to have a bit of an idea about the sorts of practice areas that the firm um, operates in. But also I think for me more importantly might be other aspects of the firm that might really influence where you do um, want to end up working. So my, that might be thing like, things like the, um, the firm's learning and development programs, community engagement pro bono programs, um, whether there's any, any international working opportunities, clients or comments, flexible working practices, you know, the list really goes on about other things that are probably far more influential to your decision making um, than necessarily which cases the, the firm's been working on recently. And in terms of preparation, the other one piece of advice I'd also give to students is I really don't think you need to try and, as I mentioned, brush up on, you know, the biggest deals that the firm's worked on in the last 24 months or pieces of litigation. Um, my advice to students would be um, try not to speak about something like that unless you're actually genuinely interested in it and really knowledgeable about it. Um, I think there's a real trap um, for students that you know, you think that you need to go into these things being corporate law experts and having read up on all this stuff. Um, but 
it's absolutely not something that you're expected to do for the interview. Um, If you're genuinely interested in it and studied at uni and know a bit about it, like by all means go ahead, but it's just absolutely, it's not something you should feel like you have to do. Um, Really the firm in this, in these sorts of forums just wants to hear about your real interests and your experiences. um, And they really don't have to be corporate ones. Um, My final tip for probably preparation would be, I would always try and come prepared with a few questions up your sleeve to to ask the interviewer, Um, not only because it's an opportunity for you to sort of get to know the firm as well, but also because there would just always be an opportunity at some point in the interview for you to throw a question out. So, um, you know, it is perfectly fine to say, no, I don't have any questions, but I I just always think it's it's kind of nice to have some up your sleeve um, in the event that you're asked. Sure. That, that was really good advice. And honestly, it sounds like you prepared way better than I did for my <laughs> interviews. I don't know about you, Caitlin. I wish I had that chat before my interview would have been a very different experience. That was absolutely the hottest hits. Thank you so much, Darren. Rosanna, as someone who sits on the other side of the desk, do, do those things stack up? Is that the What are you looking for when you're interviewing a student? Yeah, look, um, it's not rocket science in a way. We want um, people who are going to do a good job, people who are going to do great work, um, but we also want people who are going to get along with our people and to get along with our clients, um, work well on a team, try their hardest. Um, we definitely don't expect people to come out of uni and be experts in corporate law. That's not what we're looking for um, and that's not what we Um, expect. We also don't expect people to have um, started a charity or walked up Everest or or things (laughs) like that, although if you've done all those things, that's really amazing and that's really impressive, but you can also show us your potential um, through what you've achieved at uni and how you've juggled uni your job in retail or, you know, in Erin's case, the the bartending job. So um, it's great if you've got some terrific achievements on your CV, but you know, if, if, if you, you've, you've worked hard at university and you've juggled things and you're a well-rounded person, um, that's also what we're looking for. So there's no one-size-fits-all. We want um, a diverse firm. You know, we want a higher range of people and there's no Allen's type. Yeah, I think that's a, a really great point that all of your experiences on your resume, they don't have to be corporate or useful. Um, and, and for listeners at home, we recently did an episode on how we recruit and look for diversity in recruitment. If you're interested more in this topic, where we talk about um, the types of experiences that you can lean on in your application, or your interview, and, and why Alan's really cares about those. So, Erin, uh, I think you mentioned before buddies who are people at the firm that can help you. For those who haven't been through the process yet, might just be going through it now, what is a buddy and how did the firm kind of engage with you when you were still applying for the firm and interviewing and, and things like that? Yeah, sure. So once, once you've actually been invited to interview by the firm, you'll be assigned a buddy. Um, and, and that's just a lawyer who's recently been in your shoes, who's really just there to support you through the process. Um, so some of them have, you know, might be as recent as someone who's gone through the process last year, which would be helpful because I'm sure they've um, had to navigate the virtual world as well. Um, and really, they're there as a support person and just as, you know, someone that you should feel like you can call in the lead up to the interview. Um, and I think actually in most instances, 
they'll call you to see if you have any questions. And, and they're really just supposed to be this sort of um, person for you that is really this wealth of knowledge about the firm and is there to support you in any way they can. Um, so I, I have such fond memories of my buddy at Allen's and um, I just remember being a total basket case the first time they called me <laughs> um, and just being so nervous about my upcoming interview. And I can't even really remember asking too many questions about the firm and was just it was just a process of trying to calm me down and telling me that it wasn't going to be the be all and end all and what the um, what the actual process was going to entail. Um, so it's really nice. They'll be there as someone you can call before the interview, but also once you've had your interview, um, they actually sort of pick you up and, well, in a non-virtual um, environment, took us out for coffee to, for sort of a debrief um, in a virtual environment. I'm assuming it's a follow-up Skype call or, or Zoom call. Um, and yeah, for you to just vent about how horribly it went or how great, or, you know, what's this person's deal and, and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, it, it, it's just someone who's a little bit sort of closer to you on your level. Totally. Caitlin, I've been a buddy. I know you've been a buddy. Um, what have your experiences of being on the other side been like as the, uh, older mentor to people going through the process? Yeah, I think it's really interesting because it wasn't until I became a buddy that you realised that you truly aren't kind of like a mole for the firm that you're working for. <laughs> and you're, more of a, you're more of an ally really just for the general process. I don't know anyone that's been a buddy that hasn't gone straight in and just spoken kind of really openly and that's the way I think it should be with, um, with the candidate and just said, look, like I've been through this process, you're going through it. The chances are, you know, you might be interviewing at other firms, you might have other buddies, you might, yeah, there's no point in pretending that um, this isn't kind of like a universal uh, process that involves many different decisions, different firms, different relationships and kind of different interactions. And so with that in mind, I think it's really important to remind candidates that like we've been there and it wouldn't be helpful for me to kind of pressure you into only saying yes to say Alan's, for example, I'm, I want to know what interests you. Um, if Alan's is the right place for you, then that's fantastic. But if it's not, I'm, I'm certainly not going to cry myself to sleep at night. And, and it's important that we have a good rapport so that I can genuinely help you. You can ask me honest questions that you might be a little bit scared to ask recruitment or a partner on the other side of an interview. How about you? How did you find it, Will? Yeah, I loved it. Um, I, I I can't explain to to people who are applying to the Clarks uh, to be a Clark rather how much fun clerkship season is as a young lawyer. Like I yeah, I remember when Caitlin and I we were in the office last year. Like when the Clarks come, it's like Christmas come early. Like it is yeah. a lot of fun. We and normally can't make wait to meet you. We really want to meet uh, the people that we're mentoring, and and it's and you know we kind of you know, we really want you to get through and, and give the best shot you have and anything we can do, we do that. I know that I went and got coffee with uh, mine when it was allowed in Sydney in the middle of last year. And I really loved meeting them. And I think of the people who apply to be buddies at the firm, it's not just anyone, it's people who are interested in that process. They want to get to know you and they're in your corner. So uh, yeah, it's a fun process. I don't think you should be intimidated by them. Like they, they're probably only like two or three years older than you. So yeah, they're, they're really here to help you and, and lean on them as much as you can in that process, I think. 
Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I, I also wouldn't feel like, you know, you're a burden or, you know, if, if you're reaching out for an additional call, it might even be after the interview and the lead up to offer day and you just sort of want to pick their brain about something like that. Um, as you said, it's such a fun experience being a buddy and it's really nice that people, I, I don't know, there's something about sitting back and knowing that somebody wants your job. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. You know, that being able to talk about why you love the firm and why you chose the firm and all that sort of thing, you're never going to be a burden to them in that respect. They'll talk about it till the cows come home. So, um, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the dream for most um kind of attention seeking a type lawyers we get someone <laughs> sitting there on the phone um asking us how they get to be so important like us which um, is usually is usually one-sided at a family barbecue so trust us when we say we love it call us as much as you want we can't wait to meet you erin we understand that sydney is slightly unique in that it only has um, typically one clerkship on offer per season what would your advice be for students in those states that uh, have potentially multiple clerkships and need to make a decision as to what firm to pick? Yeah, so that's a really, really good question. And it was something that I remember agonising over with my friends at uni, um, it, for, for those of us um, that were sort of, well, I think hoping that we'd be lucky enough to get more than um, one offer at the end of the day. Um, genuinely, I think there's really different ways you can go about it and, and it really would come down to the individual. So I had some friends at uni who had no idea what kind of law they wanted to do. And, and I, I'm talking like whether they wanted to go into criminal, corporate, like it was really, really diverse, um, as well as they were really, you know, kind of open to the idea of working at a large firm, but really saw sometimes the appeal in, a, in you know, a, a medium size, a much smaller one. And so for them, they tried to really use their clerkships as an opportunity to sort of try for size and picked a really diverse range of firms to be able to clerk at so they could actually not only get a you know insight to, into the firm itself but into that particular practice area and 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 sort of um, size of firm um, for others like myself I was really sure that I wanted to do corporate law um, and I was pretty sure I wanted to work at a large firm as well so for me it was a lot easier in that I sort of picked the firms that I wanted to clerk at based on the, the sorts of firms that I thought I wanted to start my career at. Um, obviously, though, that still leaves quite a large pool <laughs> um, and trying to narrow down where you might want to clerk from that pool um, becomes a little bit more challenging. Um, but my only advice for that would be to, as I said before, just try and draw on the experiences of those you've spoken to and actually your own experience in the recruitment process. So it's really just the perfect time in the process to be a sponge and absorb as much information as you can from every source available to you. So whether that's the interview process itself, your conversation with buddies or some of the Clark um, events, and you might just get certain vibes from different firms that are a better fit for you. And um, it, it was sort of through that process that I was able to the, whittle the list um, down a little bit further. Yeah, I, I honestly definitely think part of it is a bit of a vibe on the people you talk to, the like the interview and that sort of stuff, which might not be helpful to students at home, but there might not be a perfect answer. And just trusting your intuition on having those experiences, I think is, is a pretty good way to go. So, Rosanna, after students have had their time at the firms, maybe if they're from a place like Melbourne, where I know you do multiple over the summer, you might have done one in winter. For, for students who've had those multiple clerkships, do you have any advice for them in trying to pick the right firm to, you know, start their career at? 
Sure. So um, if you finish your clerkships and you're in a lucky position and you get a few different offers, um, there's a few things that I usually say to uni students in that situation. So one is think about where is going to be a great springboard for the beginning of your career. You don't have to think for the next 30 years. Just think where am I going to start? Where am I going to get good training, um, good mentors, good work? But the second thing that's really important, um, and it's just as important as the training you get, is um, how's the culture of the firm and how did you feel when you were there? You know, did, did you feel like you could bring you know, your whole self to work and, and be yourself? So I think those are the two things to think about. Is it going to be a really good learning experience for you, a good springboard, but also um, did you feel good when you went to that firm? Yeah, I think that's really helpful. I mean, Rosanna, when you were doing the process, were you kind of following those two principles when you were choosing to come to Allen's? Yeah, absolutely. I, I clerked at three firms and Allen's was one of them. And I had really good experiences at all of them. But in the end, I, I felt I'd get the great training experience at Allen's. I'd get the, the great work, the great clients. Um, but it had a great culture and I loved the people I clerked with. I loved the people um, in, in the team that I sat with. So it ticked both of those things for me. So our tradition is to pass on advice to students at the end of each episode. And we would like to know uh, from everyone here in two sentences or less, what is your advice to someone preparing to interview at Allen's or any firm in the clerkship process? Will, I'll start with you. Sure. Mine is to just be honest with your answers. Um, if you don't know what practice group you want to go to, if you don't know something about the firm, don't lie. Just say you don't know, but you're willing to learn. And I think that comes across way better than pretending to be someone you're not. That's great advice, Erin. So mine's very similar to Will's, which is just to be yourself and try and be as genuine as possible throughout the process. So don't be worried about trying to mould your answers to what you think the interviewers will want to hear. Um, I have a really like nightmarish memory of um, my clerkship process interviewing at a different firm, not Allen's, where I was asked by a banking partner in 2017 whether there should be a royal commission into the banks. So this is the pre-banking <laughs> royal commission. And I remember sitting there thinking on the spot, now this guy is a banking partner. So his clients are banks. So he wouldn't want a royal commission. And started this whole answer on the basis of that. And he turned to me and being like, but what about the consumers? And I just like, it was just, I took, um, like tied myself in knots over it. So I think from that experience, uh, yeah, I would just answer it the way that, you know, is your first gut and just don't overthink it. Rosanna, how about you? Um, I would say just back yourself. Um, I, I can remember very clearly interview season at university and you'd see people coming in wearing suits and you make you feel stressed and you think, oh, how many interviews do they have? Do they know more than me? Um but they probably don't know any more than you and everyone's in the same boat. So do your preparation, back yourself, be yourself, stay calm in the interview because, you know, we're just trying to get to know you. Um, so, yeah, back yourself. And, Caitlin, what about you? Before you start preparing for interviews, I think one of the best things you can do is kind of sit down with a piece of paper and just reflect on what you've done and what you are interested in 
and maybe get a bit of pump up music going on in the background. Get yourself into a position where you can recognize what people have given you, what opportunities you've been able to harness and what you've learned from the world around you, either at uni, at school, traveling, working or anything else, sport, whatever it might be. If you're able to really kind of focus that in in a helpful and concise way and recognize the benefits that those experiences and other people have given you, I think it's a really good way to go into an interview ready to talk about that and ready to sell yourself and ready to look hungry for more experiences and more learning. So I think that's my advice. I think that's a really good attitude to have. I know I'm not allowed two pieces of advice, but the only other thing I would say is this is a really difficult process. And for students who, you know, maybe it doesn't work out this year, there are so many ways into a really fulfilling career and this shouldn't feel like the end of the road. Lots of people end up at firms like Allen's through other ways. They transfer laterally, they come back later in life, or there might be other career opportunities that you just haven't met yet. And I don't think you should feel demoralized by that process because there are thousands of people looking for a you know, very small amount of jobs. So you, you, you're doing an amazing job even by submitting an application and putting yourself to that process. And I think people should be really proud of that. That's probably all we have time for today. Again, Erin and Rosanna, I think that was really great. I think um, your advice has been really helpful and it's great to get perspectives from people who've been on the other side of the table and have been involved in this process for a long time. So we're really grateful for your time and thanks very much for coming on today. And to all those listening at home, good luck with the process. If you're applying this year, um, just know that you're doing a great job no matter how it ends up. And uh, yeah, best of luck for the year ahead. If you're interested in learning more about the firm, you can find more at our website. And we also definitely recommend listening to older podcasts as we do talk about things like practice groups and all the things that Aaron mentioned earlier, like our pro bono work and involvement in the community, if you're interested.